0: The biggest annual convention for cinema owners happened last week and we gathered all the news that came out of the convention. At CinemaCon, heaps of trailers and footage are shown to the people that are there and some of it even gets shown to us that are not there on the internet. So we'll take a closer look at all the trailers that we got to see and then all of the announcements that came out of the show floor in Las Vegas. So welcome back, uh, Lucklin. As uh, a bit of an unusual thing that we do here, usually we cover the news... On a weekly podcast, but this week it's just too much. So much. there's so much, much to get into. If you want to skip ahead, if there's anything specific that interests you, we'll go over the trailers first, and then we will get into each of the presentations that uh, the different studios had. So you can find that all in the time codes link below. Uh, but first up, there, I guess, were a few trailers um, that we'll also link below if you want to check them out yourself. But yeah, uh, Transformers got a new trailer. We've already seen a bit of that. What did you make of that one? Uh,
1: does it make you more keen to check out this uh, latest installment in the series? It- it doesn't uh for some unknown reason, the trailer was very trash, so I have no interest right. of actually seeing this Transformers movie anymore. Mm. It's one of the very few action movies like you know how I'm the big the, the big explosion action guy, guy of the guy. podcast um yes. of mm-hmm. the podcast. I don't have any interest in seeing this movie. I just don't know what yep. it is. I feel like Transformers has let me down too much for me to go and see this movie to be let down. Once again, so yeah, no, I'm not interested in seeing it. It seems like it's just rehashing the same storyline as before. Here comes yeah. Cybertron and this big bad, and look, we've now got X Animal as a transformer working yeah. with the Autobots taking down the. It, it's just, it's just, a, it's not interesting anymore. It's all been done,
0: it's a lot. And I mean, they we, we'll get into that a bit later, but they also had an announcement for an uh, animated. Movie that they're doing uh, that's supposedly uh, kicking off, I guess, a new series of movies called Transformers One. Um, we'll get into the cast there, which is, by the way, really crazy <gasps> for that cast. Yeah. We'll get into that in a bit. Uh, then Lionsgate didn't have like much to show because I'd say it's not like part of one of the big five of the distributors. It's a smaller one. They got Saw. They got, uh, I guess, Hunger Games ten years ago. They're holding on to that with uh, Francis Lawrence, I think, is his name. Um, doing a prequel to in that universe called uh, Hunger Games Ballad uh, of Songbirds and Snakes I think I I, I think yes I think that it is called that long title um and to me I got to say, like, I don't know what you made of it, but I thought this trailer looked horrible. It
1: looked so bad. It was terrible. once again, uh, a secondary bad trailer that does not make me excited at all to go see this movie. To be fair, Mm -hmm. I'm not an Hunger Games guy, so I wasn't going to go see the movie, but it didn't give me a reason to go see the movie. I think the only Mm -hmm. interesting part for me is Peter Dinklage because he's such a good actor. I kind of want to see him because he was probably the only good part of that trailer. The rest of it was just a very repetitive montage of just. One guy putting a gun against his chest and then watching uh, <laughs> something else happen. It's, it's weird. It's just a weird trailer. It doesn't really do much. It doesn't really get do you hyped you know the, up. It doesn't tell you what anything. the story
0: is of the movie. Uh, do you like?
1: Well, it's it's the president Snow and it's the first yeah, Hunger yeah, yeah. Games. Right. I right. I understand the premise. I got I got okay, the premise. Okay, okay. I know what the movie's about. No, it, I mean.
0: Yeah, then why are you not excited? <laughs>
1: well, no, I, I'm, I'm sorry, you and I know that I know that you're the teen movie, <laughs> okay. like yeah. a fan of the podcast, so that's why yeah. you want to go see the Hunger Games and Twilight series and the new Harry Potter series that's all coming. You're all hyped for that. Uh, but it's just yeah. not my thing, man. You know what I mean? I just I'm just not interested in seeing this movie either.
0: Yeah. I mean I read the books uh when they came out and then watched the series, and then I think I pretty quickly uh, was like, oh. They I'm were not that great. The movies were also no. They, oh. they were not that great, and it's just it 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 screams that it just wants to be like ooh, a bit different. And uh, to me, it it's like really wants that like Gen Z, uh, uh Gen X uh, approval. Uh, not not Gen X, Gen Z. Uh, <laughs> Zoomers uh, all over the thing because it, it it's like it's so horny in a sense. I don't know why yep. Snow is. No like not wearing a shirt the whole time it feels like hey someone watched twilight and was like well that works for me um and i after uh Shazam, i'm i'm really not a fan of uh rachel segler's uh performance in there i think she just like is more a model or a stand in of a person than an actress portraying a role and i didn't see much more that would kind of contradict that having seen this trailer Maybe should work uh, Snow White a bit better, but yeah, I'm also not really keen for this one. And the next trailer <laughs> we got from Disney, uh, Wish to me also didn't look any better. I mean, we'll get you some decent trailers, I I guess I think later on. Um, but yeah, what did you make of of Wish?
1: This is where I shall diverge from your opinion because mm, okay. I thought it looked very interesting because it was not the traditional. Disney style like 100% the traditional Disney. Yeah. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. very different and that's exciting that they're doing something different. So
0: they heard my uh, wish yeah. for originality at least once and they were like, "Hey, let's tell the origin story of the Wishing Star." That's what everyone was yeah. like, I don't know, <laughs> waiting.
1: I guess more. it's going for that uh it's a bit of a mixture. It feels like a hand-drawn crossover to like the mm. modern Disney animated. So it feels like a like a crossover of classic Disney, and then modern Disney, so I am excited for this one, Uh, I I don't know, there was a spark, I guess, in this trailer that got me excited to kind of Mm -hmm. watch it, so, uh, yeah, I'm a little bit keen for this one, not gonna lie.
0: Yeah, I'll hold my judgement until I see it, we might have a good one on our hands that just didn't really connect with me just on the trailer alone, Um, and then... We got a another look, a new look, a more Batman-centered look uh, for the upcoming Flash movie. That's not too far away. I think it's out in June or July, and uh, I like the trailer. I, I mean, it's it's really digital. It's really a lot of VFX going on, and that's not always a style that like looks amazing in these in the DC style, especially on MCU. We don't even want to talk about uh, that, but. Uh, I like how much uh, Keaton and maybe even Batfleck, uh just I guess on the side here, I don't think he's going to be in much of the movie, but how much uh, hopefully they will be in it. Uh, I just hope that they don't just run lines from previous movies. Uh, like they had uh, Keaton repeat the line um, about going nuts or something like that. Uh, and uh, yeah, ho- hopefully it's not just like a, a reference thing, but it's actually uh, tied into the story in a neat way. But um what did you make of the trailer, Lachlan?
1: It's hard to get excited for something that's about to end. Like they're crushing this universe to create a new one, and this is obviously like the yeah. one. Of but the, I guess then it's still part, part of it. Yeah, it's still part of it, but it, I guess it's going to be the conclusion of it, and yeah. that's why I think it seems so epic. Um, in a lot of ways, I'm excited about it, but in a lot of ways, I'm just a bit meh about it as well. It feels mm. like the the whole cameo thing that movies are doing these days has become a bit of a like a beating a dead horse sort of analogy where it's they're just yeah. pulling out references from old things and they're just trying mm. to use it to get a bit of hype around it I get like it's a pretty good use of uh, hype with uh, Keaton's Batman coming back that's exciting I'll give him that like that's a good hype train but it feels like the way you said are they just gonna make him say lines from the old films and get him yeah. to say that to hype up people who love the old movies of Batman. I don't know. I don't want that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the same way that uh, Michael Shannon's coming back as well with, um, yeah. what's his name? Zorg, Zorg, Z- uh, yeah, Z- Z- whatever it is. Um, Destroyer
0: of worlds. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's like, he's coming back, but he got the blessing mm-hmm. of Zack Snyder, apparently, to come back and reprise that role, and it's like, okay, so they yeah. they are definitely, like, crossing it all over, and they're getting a lot of people to come back, but obviously, he would probably be the cheaper of the two to get back, him or Henry Cavill Superman, and obviously they already shot him down. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: they, they, yeah, they did, and I guess they're going into the, uh, a different direction with Supergirl is probably her name, I assume. Yeah. Uh, in the uh, and yeah, two uh, flashes. Um, yeah, I mean, there's flash been eyes. a lot of hype. <laughs> flash eyes. Yes, there's been a lot of hype coming out of CinemaCon for this movie. Uh, I think there was like a quote. that's like, oh, it's the best uh, superhero film ever. And then like, who said that? Well, mm. the CEO of like Warner Brothers or something. Like that. Well, okay, I guess you're not unbiased. <laughs> in that. Mm. Uh, but but yeah, there's like there there was. Um, Usually hype around certain films that uh, did showcase the whole movie there because the movie did play at CinemaCon for the people there. Uh, And there were some movies that were actually pretty good that came out of it. Actually, some movies that were pretty bad. I'm blanking on which ones they were. If I remember uh, to pull them up, I'll put them on screen right now. But, um, yeah, I really liked the the end to the trailer with, like, the different logos coming in. It was just, like, a neat little touch. I liked that. It got me hyped. It, It ended the trailer in a good way. So, like, in... The onslaught of trailers that I didn't like. I think this was a pretty solid one uh, to actually get me excited for the film. Uh, over the last couple of months, uh, just I I noticed that like every now and then you mentioned, oh yeah, I, I watched like an, uh, like the Equalizer film, and I think then you watched the sequel. So now that we got a trailer for Equalizer Three, are you excited to uh, check out uh, this film?
1: Hell yeah, I am. How could yeah. I not be with that trailer? The whole film of The Equalizer, the whole premise, forgive me, of The Equalizer is him being a badass in whatever situation he's in. And now he finds himself in, like, Italy, and I'm hyped. Like, that, I didn't realise it was set in Italy, and I'm hyped. Very challenging country. I'm hyped. Mm -hmm. That's exciting to me. I, this is, like, the best, to me, this was the best trailer of of the the ones that came out. Yeah, I got Ah. really hyped with this one, man. Denzel Washington's Equalizer character, Robert, is... Like one of my favorite of all mm-hmm. time. He's just such a mm-hmm. silent, loving character. Uh, to to also be one of the like darkest. To go full yeah. John Wick. To become like Mister Potato Head, Mr. Potato Head uh, in Toy Story. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like he, yeah. he he plays kind of dumb, and he's like a bit of an like a, like a father figure to some of these yeah. other people. Uh yeah, it it's it, it's it's an exciting trailer. Uh and yeah. obviously Dakota fanning is also in it as well, which is super mm. duper 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 exciting.
0: To me, it didn't really do much. Maybe I was just like in a bad trailer mood that it didn't really care. But um I I, oh. I guess uh I gotta revisit some of the equalizer films. Maybe once you're into that the ethos a bit more and in there, you might get excited for the continuation of that story. To me, it, it felt like Uh, you know, uh, slightly older actor does an action role in Liam uh, Neeson type of style and just, like, kind of continues uh, there. But if it's, like, a good story and good action, then have um, you You haven't seen
1: The Equalizer?
0: I think I've seen the first one. I don't remember seeing the second one, but it's been at least five years. I don't know. When did the last one come out? When did two come out? You
1: should rewatch it. You should
0: rewatch it. I will definitely do that uh, for the release of the third one. Uh, we we are covering uh the, the Evil Dead, the new Evil Dead movie this week on the podcast, and I went back and watched not only the four movies but also the three seasons of TV. Uh, so <laughs> I do prepare for the I show didn't sometimes. Get that, so. it, was, it was a bit much. Uh, but but actually speaking of Italy, kind of <laughs> back there, there was also the third entry, another third entry in a series of the Kenneth Branagh is a mustachioed uh, bad detective, I guess, good detective, uh, in a haunting in Venice, um, yeah, uh, this one, to me, to be honest, you can't really go after trailers for these films, uh, usually, uh, but it, it didn't look too bad, uh, I think they just, like, were also focusing on Michelle Yeoh in the trailer, uh, they had, like, a sweeping shot as well, it was, like, it it felt like they were capitalizing on her being relevant re- right now a, a lot with, um, everything everywhere and like you have a sweeping fast motion. It's like, ooh, that's another good movie. That's like a lot of uh, that's got good entertainment mich- with Michelle Yeoh in it. Um, but yeah, are are you gonna are you gonna are you plan are you planning to watch the latest of Prana film set in Venice?
1: Uh, I'll watch it for Michelle Yeoh. That's so uh, wicked. And I also see that, uh, Jamie yeah. Dornan's also in it, uh, yeah. and a little Belfast reunion for Mr. Mm. Kenneth and Mr. Jamie there. Uh, that's going to be super exciting. Look, I didn't really, I mean, I watched the trailer and I kind of guess it was just like a, a horror, but I didn't realize it was a continuation is is it is it a whodunit yeah it is a whodunit
0: it is I guess yeah there's also Jude Hill who was the the kid in Belfast he's also in it so I don't know Ah. just like they uh spoilers for Belfast I think they no. I think they stay in Belfast they don't leave right that's the story of Belfast I don't remember but imagine they leave and they go to Venice and that's the like uncanon continuation of Belfast it's just this um Oh okay. It's but- an
1: adaptation of the Agatha Christie nineteen eighty six model Halloween party. Exactly. Uh with the setting changed to Venice, Italy. Uh, I'd still go see the equalizer over this one for Venice uh, for Italy. Uh follows yeah. the connection Murder of the Orient. Okay, cool. All right, it's a Who Done It. Uh a Who uh, Done It with you horror know- aspects. Hmm. Yeah. I'm actually now a bit more intrigued.
0: Well, it doesn't have yeah, the I'm, I'm, I'm horror tag in there. I think it's just like, I don't think it's going to go straight up horror. Uh, just, I don't see that happening. But I mean, that would be if, if, uh, like breath of fresh air for uh, the series. Did Michelle like Yeoh is a
1: con woman. That's what this storyline yeah. is going to be. That ah. she's faking the the whole thing. And then, Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. I like it. Uh, get Daniel Craig in this movie and then it's better.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just they they do got to clash at some point. I feel like these th- those worlds do have to collide. Um, and uh, yeah, that could be quite entertaining. Did you like the, the first
1: two? Oh, is, is it actually part of the series, or I thought it was just like loose? Okay, hey. if it's part of the series, uh no, I no. didn't. I found them kind of annoying. Yeah, I I liked the first, but again, one, but it's this could a, be like yeah. a this could be like a equalizer situation where mm-hmm. I mean, uh Murder on the Orange Express was okay. I actually didn't mind that one, but, uh, mm. Murder on the Nile River, whatever the second one was called, um, mm. in Egypt, Definitely. uh, I found quite, uh, eh, uh, but maybe I should go back and watch it, similar to how you should go and watch The Equalizer. The equalizer. Maybe it's just, uh, maybe it's just, uh, I... you know, we were in a different kind of situation, different kind of mood back then.
0: Mm-hmm. I think I that think it was just, what it is. I think it was in a mood of like, hey, I want to watch a movie that is not bad. And then the movie was bad. And I'm usually always in that mood. And Death on the Nile really doesn't survive that critique. I think it's just like not a good movie. I do have to revisit Death the first on one. Death on the Nile, that's what I, it was called. I think I liked the first one quite a bit uh, when it came out. But I watched it, I think, in theaters and haven't watched it since. So it's been a couple of years. Uh, but yeah, in the second one, we got the backstory to kind of uh, uh moustache, which was very exciting. I've just watched too much Evil Dead because now I kind of want that like moustache to become uh, like possessed and be a demon. And <clears throat> that be the killer for the whole thing. That would actually like save the series for me. But uh, yeah, bit unrealistic there. And then finally, the uh, much teased and never released and... Um, also connected to drama with Army Hammer film from Traika Waititi. The next goal wins. Uh, finally got like a full on trailer where we get to see a bit more of the story. And um, yeah, they've pushed this movie back a couple of times. Uh, they had to recast uh, Army Hammer with uh, Will Annette. And it looks fun. It looks okay. I don't know. It looks kind of generic as well. I don't know what the twist will be for it, like the Taika spin on it that will make it like a bit more charming than other things because recently, especially if Taika's involved in front of the camera, which he will doesn't I seem can. to be. Uh, yeah. Um, huh? and yeah. What did you make of the, the trailer? Uh,
1: I feel like it's probably going to be a return to form for Taika Waititi. I think that mm-hmm. his big blockbusters and his his larger scale films lose what makes him such a good filmmaker, and that's the personal connection, the, the, the family connection, the yeah. emotional uh, relationship between certain characters. He He's great with his early stuff, with his sort of neglect missing father from most of his films and then mm. focusing around a child. Obviously, this is going to be a little bit different, but possibly from the perspective of a, a a father maybe but i'm not 100 percent sure uh but hopefully it's a little bit more i mean it's clearly smaller scale than like thor ragnarok or thor uh what was the second one endgame thor endgame whatever it was called um yes for
0: endgame yeah
1: yeah that's the one uh, no, no, so no, yeah hopefully gonna, for endgame yeah yeah i'm not yeah yeah it's endgame mm-hmm. uh so hopefully it is going to be for late stage film. cancer i will still watch it because i do really enjoy taka waititi's humor in some situations but also i feel like it's just going to be a a better story than any of the other ones
0: yeah uh, i remain hopeful uh this looks quite fun like uh someone who's been placed with a team that he doesn't want to coach that's something that's been done a lot uh so that's like where my uh kind of reluctance come in to to be like hyped for this in any sort of way uh but he, but he's good with that like throwing people into situations that they're not really comfortable with and bringing the humor out there i think he, he does it wonderfully whenever anything happens in what we do in the shadows uh so yeah I, I, he definitely has the chops to pull it off uh but it's all the traders that uh, came out i don't know if there were some some couple ones that we missed but that's was the extensive look at those. Uh, now let's have a, a look at what each studio then ended up announcing as well. Uh, and let's kick it off with uh, Warner Brothers that announced that uh, Beetlejuice 2 is definitely happening. Uh, the Conjuring 4 is gonna end the series of 4 now. And they also showed a trailer for Dune 2 that's not available to the public, but apparently they got a practical sandworm. That's I don't know if it's up to scale because that sounds crazy to me. I don't know how they did that. It's like, yeah, I, I don't know. It's like Christopher Nolan crash It'll plane. It'll be done with miniatures. It's got to be, right? <laughs> that would be so crazy if it's like actual Big Web. That's, that's not possible. That's not a thing. But it's also shot 100% on IMAX, which is exciting. If you'd have access to like an IMAX theater anywhere close, I don't. But uh, yeah, that's uh, certainly... Um, interesting to have that because uh, not a lot of movies have ever done that to be 100% shot on IMAX. Um, then there was also the news t- uh, about <laughs> Wonka, uh, the prequel to uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory uh, that apparently has Hugh Grant as an Oompa Loompa. <laughs> then uh, the plot for Aquaman reveals that there's, I think, a baby? And Black Mantis attacks Atlantis with a black trident that doesn't say anything to me at all. But if you're a comic book uh connoisseur, you might be able to tell us if that's like in any way exciting that he has a baby. Uh <laughs> whatever. It's like a fish. Um, it's like people who claim that like their dog is their child. Uh but yeah. There was also some uh just news about uh Barbie, then the Meg 2 is happening at the trench. Uh showed some more stuff for Blue Beetle. Uh, the nun two, uh, and the color purple. So that was all the stuff that they have on the horizon. Um, it's it's usually just a showcase as well for like the upcoming slate of films that they have. So even if there's like nothing that we have to say like specifically about the film, I'll just mention still the slate for uh the studio so you can kind of see uh what they got going on for the rest of the year or sometimes even uh into the next year. Uh yeah, anything that that stood out to you, I think like their stuff is pretty just like, yeah, that's the next stuff from Warner Brothers. Nothing too crazy at the moment, right?
1: No, no, nothing crazy. Yeah. All of that's pretty much. I wish I could see the Dune trailer. Like, I'm very, very excited. I, yeah. That's planning on coming out this year, right? June 2, kind of like the end of the year.
0: Yes. I hope to show it in front of Barbie. That would be really funny.
1: <laughs> oh, great. It'll probably, uh, they'll probably yeah. do a, um, uh, they'll probably do when, is it Oppenheimer? Yeah, they'll probably do a trailer with Oppenheimer when it comes out. Because like right, 'cause that's gonna be like shot on IMAX kind of situation at the perfect time to show a trailer. Yeah.
0: Yeah, maybe they maybe they do. I mean, uh no one used to work with Warner Brothers, right? Uh until they didn't split so amicably over like the Oh tenant wait, situation. they
1: did, didn't they? Oh, so like yeah. the Barbie thing I feels slightly fucking, personal. because so I don't know. I'll go uh, see Barbie over yeah. Oppenheimer anyway. <laughs>
0: Uh, But yeah, I don't know if that's like, it It doesn't mean that the theater owners aren't going to show those trailers in front of the other ones. Although, uh, like, coming from someone who works at a theater, uh, the distributors sometimes do send you a list of movies they would wish to have, like, the trailers in front of their movies. Um, But yeah, I think you're not tied to that in any sort of way. Then I didn't look up because I was too lazy, and it's just like a fun bit of news on the side that I do want to talk about briefly. Uh, is like the, the Raka Raka Boys. We talked about them recently with Talk To Me. I'm really excited for that horror film that came out of Sundance. They landed a big movie with uh, the Street Fighter, uh, I guess, readaptation. adaptation uh, They're going to do a video game movie. And from what I've heard of Talk uh, To Me, I'm actually quite excited to see uh, what, what they have to offer. And if you've watched any of their stuff before, they are big into stunts and all of like crazy action. So I think they're definitely like the the right people uh to get like a, a good twist on, on on that franchise. I haven't seen like I think there there is like a Street Fighter movie that's pretty bad. Uh, I haven't seen that one. Um are you familiar with like the games? Have you played them?
1: Uh, I'm not a big uh like fighting game person. I just yeah, uh, I mean I, I when I was younger I used to play them like on a little arcade, but I never got into it when I got older. So I get absolutely wrecked every time I have a friend who wants to play it. But um yeah, yeah I am aware of the Street Fighter games. But I'd say I was a bit more of a Mortal Kombat person than anything mm.
0: else. Uh yeah, and I mean it's also there's a bit more lore, I think, to uh the Mortal Kombat games than to Street Fighter, just on a surface level of what someone who hasn't played either game really You need to be careful uh, by saying say that it. you
1: and you could you could have just pissed off the pissed entirety off of fights. like Yeah. Oh yesterday yeah, you be I was I was with that one,
0: man. Yesterday I was driving home from work and then like someone on the, like the top floor was like, uh, I don't know, drunk and, and shouting stuff down. And then I heard like someone spit and I just, I was, I was so close to, like, hey, let's street fight right now. So uh, maybe we should, uh, we should not get into that too much and talk about uh, Very good. Sony. Sony has a couple of things uh, lined up. Um, one of them is dumb money. Uh, They showed, uh, like, a clip of it in there with uh, Seth Brogan. Um, That's about the whole uh, GameStop uh, stock thing. uh, Songs. I don't know. Input meme here about the stock market. Inflation. uh, I don't know. Something like that. Uh, Quick turnaround for that story. But they showed a bit of that. Yeah. Uh, then awesome. in the Spider-Man, Sony universe, a bit of a standalone film here with Aaron J- Taylor-Johnson, we are getting Kraven the Hunter. Uh, they showed a clip where uh, we saw a transformation of a guy like with an infusion, so it's not a tech-based stuff for one of the villains in the movie, uh, with Rhino. And uh, yeah, uh, the movie's going to be R-rated, the first one of its kind. That's going to be something interesting that I kind of want to keep my eyes on. Because, like, you know, we, we got Venom, which could potentially be R-rated. And it went the PG-13 route. But here, uh, we are getting a bit more, I guess, of a, more an adult skewing take on that character. I'm, I'm not familiar with him uh, at all. But I guess he's hunting um, animals. Craven the Hunter, uh, simple enough. Uh, they showed some clips for Gran Turismo. And they also got another R-rated uh, rom-com this time, uh, Anyone But You, that's based on William Shakespeare, Much Ado About Nothing, that stars uh, Glenn Powell and Sweeney Todd. Uh, s- uh, s- s- Sweeney Todd, no. Sydney <laughs> s- Sweeney. Uh, no one's gonna get uh, s- sliced while well they get a haircut there. Uh, but they might get sliced on the internet because it did spark a, a bunch of trauma, uh, drama uh, surrounding it, I think, because both of those those two are, I think, both like in a relationship or whatever. I don't know. Maybe just one of them is, or like married or whatever. And I think apparently there was something going on with the two of them. Um. So, <laughs> who for for those who are into that like drama behind the scenes, I guess there's there's something ripe for the taking for you there. And finally, they did show a bit of uh, Napoleon, um, the new Ridley Scott film with Shorakin uh, Phoenix that's set to come out, uh, later this year as well. So. I think Sony has a bit of a more exciting lineup uh, compared to Warner Brothers, right?
1: Uh I don't know, man. Dune 2 is holding that uh I, yeah. <laughs> that 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 up really high for me. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. the only thing I'm, I'm probably super excited for anything from Sony is Napoleon.
0: Napoleon. Uh, I'm, of course.
1: I'm I'm very keen to see Napoleon because even though I didn't like a whole lot of the last duel, I thought the scale of it was quite interesting and then obviously Ridley Scott's previous work in other historical pieces, like yeah. Gladiator as a small example. You might have heard of the film. If you haven't, it's okay.
0: Short little Oscar-winning still- film.
1: Yeah. Uh, but no, like uh, I'm excited for Napoleon quite a bit. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm excited because it's an Apple production as well, funnily enough. So it will actually be on yeah. Apple TV+, Plus, but mm-hmm. I want to see it in the cinemas as well. Uh, but I think it might be a limited release in cinemas unfortunately because apple yeah. is a bit of a dick in that kind of situation uh, and uh yeah i think so, yeah, it's like to... dune yeah napoleon it's like it's like dune is up here napoleon yeah. is like here everything else is like down here so it's like yeah it's not...
0: especially especially the rom-coms which supposedly is like really down there around your crotch area because they they said there's a lot of sex in that that's why it's r-rated <laughs> wow! So, for those of so you who do want to get that fix, uh, there you go. Um, I guess. Uh, yeah. I mean, Apple TV is, I think, uh, trying to get this stuff more into theaters as well. Uh you know, so they not not just to compete. uh f- with uh, like uh, at the awards at the end of the year, I think they do see the value a bit more than someone like Netflix does, who is like, I don't know what they're doing Um, as a freestand. I think that they're kind of just like... They're throwing. <laughs> they're throwing hard at the mm. moment. Um, But yeah. Uh, there's another studio that had some big hits last year with Paramount. They had uh, Top Gun Maverick uh, that basically carried them through the entire year uh, easily. Uh, they also had another hit uh, earlier this year with Smile. Uh, and now they have confirmed to... Give that one a sequel, uh, and yeah, it's uh, you didn't watch Smile, right? Also, no. yeah, don't. It's not worth it. It's really just, I don't know why it got so much hype. It, it wasn't that great. It was just pretty generic. I really hope they, they, I don't know, called it like frown or whatever, and it's just like something else in the second one. Uh, Smile 2 with the same premise would just be a bit boring. And then uh, we talked about it at the very start uh, of, of the video uh, about Transformers. Um, Transformers one uh starring Chris Hemsworth as Optimus Prime, Brian Tyree Henry as Megatron, uh Keegan-Michael Key as Bumblebee, Scott Johansson as Alida, John Hamm as Sentinel Prime, and Lawrence Fishburne as Alpha Trion is going to come to theaters uh, by Paramount. Um talk about a cast directed by Josh Cooley, the director of uh, Toy Story 4. Um yeah. Uh Are you gonna, are you going are are you going to watch this one? Are you more excited for an animated Transformer story, or do you not care?
1: I still don't care. Uh, I'm just not into Transformers right it
0: <laughs> But luckily, it's got famous names attached to it that are not voice actors, wow. but they're, they're famous people. Although, Brian Tyree Henry is is amazing. I think he was in the first Spider-Verse movie, if I'm not messing up, up with someone else. He's great. Um, Chris Hemsworth I was gonna say, is famous.
1: Uh, Lawrence Fishburne might be the only name I'm excited about. Right, because I love his his voice. His voice is great, yeah. no matter what. I could listen to his voice, or he's like a, a like a good voice, like a good narrating voice, like a David Attenborough, like uh, mm. who else has like a like a, like a uh, Morgan Freeman has like a really well known Fre- voice yeah. of like like it's just like good to listen to. Same with Lawrence Fishburne, mm-hmm. just the way that he could uh enunciate certain words, enunciate, yeah, certain words, yeah, it, it gets me quite excited to just yeah, like it, when he's in um John Wick and he's just just starts. <laughs> yelling certain words just yeah. there's, an, there's an aspect to it it's like a preacher style it's it's, it's so much fun eh?
0: yeah i'm i'm also gonna check this one out when it does come out uh and depending on how big scale it is because it is like set on uh cybertron uh, it's a bit of an origin story all of these characters that they portray are like the young versions uh of them um so yeah if it's good uh why not and then on the completely other side of the spectrum, uh, instead of giving us a prequel where they're younger, uh, they're giving us a sequel to the Avatar character, Avatar the Lost Airbender, um, seeing I guess Anne Katara, Soka, Suko, and Toph return as adults uh in an uh another animated movie. And uh we, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago because I for the first time ever uh ended up watching coincidentally, not tied to this whatsoever. I didn't know that this was happening. Uh, watched all of Avatar The Last Airbender and then Korra, uh, The Legend of Korra. And we talked about that, like, I guess a bit more, uh, a bit longer on, on our podcast. But uh, we're both big fans of the series. Uh, are, are you interested in something like this? Or do you think they just, like, should leave the show be and not do, like, any follow-up stories with these characters?
1: Um, I think that they should continue on because I'm pretty sure it's the original creator who was... Is- Doing all of this work anyway, so at least it's not done by somebody else who got the rights to continue making on a story. And I believe that they've created their own studio so that they have complete creative freedom. So Mm -hmm. I'm I'm excited for this more than anything else, more than fucking Chris Hemsworth being (laughs) Optimus Prime. Yeah,
0: yeah, I really agreed there, and uh, I think it's it's also like you do get. Ang in uh, I guess and there's another spoiler. You do get uh like a you don't really get him again, but just like kind of briefly in Korra again, but it's set like a hundred years later, like a, a long time after. So there's a long mm-hmm. time span that it's just kind of you could fill in with stories that uh are obviously like quite interesting if you look at the world in Korra, the in between there. There's there's a lot to explore explore. That's um yeah that's fun um so. Can't be worse than the M Night Shyamalan movie, so I'll I'll take that.
1: Man, you know how uh, last week yeah. you were like pulling out things from the back of my head that I had not thought about for like years. <laughs> just just like,
0: <laughs> this is, again, again, uh, that's yeah. Uh, I aim to to remind and please and whatever. All right, uh, a Quiet Place uh, Day One. Um, a t- I guess another prequel story. Uh, to the Quiet Place uh, is happening. It takes place in New York. Uh, stars Lupita Nyong'o, Joseph Quinn, and Alex Wolff. And I think they did show a a bunch of clips uh, on the show floor. We haven't... Did we get it? No, I think we don't have a trailer uh, or a teaser for that one uh, yet. But uh, yeah, I guess aliens wreaking havoc. Uh, uh, Wait, that's not... Those two words don't exist. Um, Chaos in New York City. Aliens killing people. And they don't know yet how to defeat them. So let's lots of death. I assume more action based things in this. I don't know. I think I liked the first The Quiet Place. I didn't need really a sequel or like a prequel or whatever to the story. Uh, but there's also the next thing that John Krasinski is moving on to. Because he's not directing uh, this one. Um, with If. And <laughs> like on the premise of If is like. It's a, it's a mix between live action. And I guess animated, and it's got like speaking of famous people in the Transformers thing, it's got a shit ton of famous people uh voicing these like friends, I guess, so it's it's about like finding new homes for these imaginary friends in this world. once people forget or move on from their imaginary friends, they are left in a state of limbo uh. And there's a voice guys, including, including Emily Blunt, Matt Damon, Maya Rudolph, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Vince Vaughn, Sam Rockwell, Richard Jenkins, uh, John Stewart, Sebastian uh, Miller, Galco. I'm not familiar with him, and Aquafina as well. So, lots of people in this. Uh, out of those two, the Quiet Place, or if. Uh, which one are you more excited for or, like, interested in?
1: I would say A Quiet Place. However, If reminds me of, it's a terrible movie, but it's, like, a, a good childhood movie, I remember, uh, Drop Dead Fred, yeah. and it's a very similar premise. Have you heard of Drop Dead Fred?
0: No, I only know Fred to unlock another
1: mammy of you in that Fred movie.
0: <laughs> <The YouTuber>. Sure.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Drop Dead Fred essentially is, like, an imaginary friend, and... Yeah. Similar thing if you forget about your imaginary friend, they move on to somebody else, so it's very similar and it reminds me of that a little bit. So, uh, yeah, yeah I could definitely get behind this idea, uh, because it can be. I do remember like Drop Dead Fred being quite sad when he eventually has to leave and move on to the, the new person he's the imaginary friend for, but mm. anyway, I'll probably they go don't see just a place.
0: fade away like an <laughs> in inside out. Uh, that was quite sad. Uh, but yeah, I guess it that just kept in a, in a limbo there. He, he does get snapped. A lot of people got snapped in like the, the late 2010s. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, someone whose later seasons I would love to get snapped is SpongeBob, and he is getting uh, another movie. Uh, I don't know which is this like the fourth or fifth movie, I guess, or maybe even more at this point. Uh, May 23rd, 2025. Oh, uh, apparently this one's bigger than ever, uh, I don't know if it's just, like, a bigger sponge, um, or the ocean's bigger because the water level are, are rising, I, I don't know what the premise is for this one, I haven't kept up with SpongeBob, like, really ever, uh, like, to me, I, I guess I didn't even watch it really as a kid, uh, but I do know that the first three seasons are actually, like, the ones that are good, and then the showrunners left, and I didn't notice, but the show is still ongoing, did you know that? yeah okay yeah, it still it
1: runs i don't i yeah. I don't watch it. I watched it a lot when I was younger i, I yeah. watched a whole lot of it when I was younger but yeah i I definitely haven't been keeping up with the yeah. uh with the show
0: with the show yes, with the square and the pants uh so yeah that's that's another one uh there it doesn't seem to be ending anytime soon, but um not really having them seen like canonically and like on the tv usually Uh, i didn't really watch a lot of nickelodeon growing up so i did miss out on like a lot of these shows that some people uh in our like uh generation kind of um nostalgically look fondly back on um but yeah i I do kind of want to revisit uh the first three seasons if this movie comes out although it's probably not tied to that directly to a storyline um but yeah that's that for Paramount on what they announced. Uh, the rest of their slate includes uh, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1. They also got Killers of the Flower Moon that both of us are going to catch in 20 days from today that we are recording. Yes, no, 21 days uh, in uh, gun. So subscribe to the channel if you want to get those like, first-hand impressions right as we uh, get to see that film. There's also uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. So they do have a couple of potential big hitters on the horizon. Although I think Scorsese films have not made more than like 100 million or maybe like 150 million at the box office ever. Which is still big for like someone who does like more drama based stuff and not like blockbusters. But still, like it puts it into context how much bigger just like, I guess, event cinema is. That's it for Paramount. Overall, do you are you looking forward to... Uh, to this, like, to put it into perspective with the other studios, because we do got to duke it out between all of them. Which one's got the best lineup? Is it still Warner Brothers uh, carried on the top of Dune?
1: Yeah, probably, from, like, a scale level, I'm probably still excited for Dune, more than anything. Uh,
0: Then, uh, another big studio here with Universal, uh, they did show uh some footage of Wicked, and uh, mentioned that they got, like, really big-scale uh, sets there with, apparently... <laughs> Nine million really uh real multicolored tulips on set. Uh my first impression was, oh, that's a bit of a waste. Uh but yeah, uh, I guess that's what they're going for. Big sets for this uh Wizard of Oz prequel. Um then <laughs> <laughs> to me the funniest thing coming out of out of all of this in CinemaCon is that uh, you know, Fast X is about to come out in a couple of weeks. The the two-part the first part of the two-part finale for the fast and furious saga so get this the 11th film in the fast and furious saga is not going to be called fast 11 or fast one-on-one or whatever play you could potentially do to screw up whatever logic was there to do the names of the sequels but no the 11th film in the saga is called fast x part two coming to your theaters in 2025 <laughs> so uh, well done, yeah. Uh, good on them. I don't know, they it, it worked for uh, you know what they should have done, just like Apple, they should have just skipped number nine and just go to X. Uh, but they yeah. didn't do that. But yeah, that's that. Uh, that movie is not too far away. Uh, and then, then we also got the confirmation that Kung Fu Panda 4 is in the works by Mike Mitchell, the director of the Lego movie 2 Trolls and Shrek Forever. Uh, and it's about Po uh Po Po. po what's his name? Not Po. <laughs> po. 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 Okay, yeah. okay. I it, I I hated the first Kung Fu Panda film, so I never watched any of the sequels. Uh, but yeah, he's uh about he's n- not retiring, but he gets a promotion, so he's looking for the next dragon a dragon warrior, and that's yes, an animated movie. Very cool. Very nice. Uh, sticking with. Uh, animation that i don't care for illumination um uh, announced i guess the bigger cast around migration the next movie that is coming uh, later in the fall uh there's some big names on it but i really couldn't care less about anything illumination unless it's got the super mario Bros. attached to it and then finally we got the four guy from uh david uh Leach uh coming to us there wasn't i think too much announced surrounding that maybe they showed some clips uh but nothing that we got online um yeah uh like not not too much from universal to be honest it feels like they got some stuff in the works that's going to take a bit longer to get out but uh which ones of of those are you most uh looking forward to
1: the fall guy
0: which i don't know if you can because... get the premise up here what, what what it is going to be about It's like, yeah, is it going to be another video game movie?
1: No, I I believe The Fall Guy is uh, based off of a TV show, and it's just a a movie adaptation of that. Yeah. A battered and past his prime stuntman finds himself working on a movie set with the star for whom he doubled long ago and who replaced him, the star, then goes missing.
0: Ooh, that sounds somewhat like Drive. Maybe we should get Ryan Gosling to star in it. So, yes. Yeah. uh...
1: Uh only reason I'm excited for it is that uh, it, w- it was shot uh, in Sydney at uh, Disney mm. Studios, and yeah. there was, like, a whole bunch of uh, media press on it about uh, Ryan Gosling being, like, held at the back of, a like, a truck strapped to it for, like, an action scene. It was mm. kind of cool. So uh, I'm excited.
0: I like that it, behind the truck, not on top of a, uh, like, uh, tram or whatever that's crashing. I do prefer him at the back. I think that's... This going to be better than The Grey Man. Uh, I also yeah, want that. to just
1: quickly, I you, yep. you've already spoken about him on this before, but Aaron yep. uh, Taylor Johnson, he's mm-hmm. popping off right now. He's popping off, having his uh 2020 uh, rush
0: of movies. He, yeah. Great glow up that he had from those like, kick-ass movies from 1 to 2, and then he's just been on a slow climb, but uh, he's like we both really enjoyed bullet train and i think he's one of the two that really make that movie work him and brian tyree henry uh and i just love for him to to get more of these like uh roles where he gets to do like fun shit (laughs) and then finally as speaking i guess of disney where they filmed uh in city disney studios whatever this is a shit tie over but uh disney and 20th century fox uh did have a bunch of Things announced there, uh, not too much to be honest. I think they were like, yeah, no, you, you know, you know what's coming out. We don't need to say much about this. Uh, but Gareth Edwards, who hasn't done a movie after like doing uh one of the Godzilla films and then doing uh I guess part of Rogue One, uh, he hasn't done a movie since, but he's got uh, a new one in the works with uh, John David Washington starring, uh, called The Creator. That is about a man who protects a nun human uh, child during an apocalyptic war between humans and AI and apparently from the people at CinemaCon it gave off uh, District 9 vibes so that's promising I like that the the other things I guess that Disney really showed like the trailer for A Haunting in Venice uh, we've already talked about that as well as Wish We've talked about Elemental before and The Little Mermaid. Uh, there's also Haunted Mansion, uh, Mansion that's coming from them. And then The Boogeyman is another, uh, I guess, big one that they're doing, which is a horror film done by Disney? Or is it, I guess, more under the umbrella of 20, 20th Century Fox? Not entirely. Oh, 20th Century, sorry. It's Drop that's the Fox. That's the lineup for, for Disney Um, not too, not too much to say about, about this. They, I think don't really have an exciting lineup if I'm being totally honest. (laughs) I don't know. Is that harsh? I don't know. I'm glad you're being honest, man. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I just, I would love to see the Little Mermaid. I just confirmed with someone like who works at Disney, uh, that, uh, we unfortunately won't get like a press screening, uh, just before we head to gun. It's going to be after we are there. So we are probably not even like, cover The Little Mermaid because we're busy otherwise. Uh, but I guess we'll get to talk about Ele- Elemental at the end of uh, Ganda. But yeah, the, the rest of it is just... It, it feels like, hey, we got a property, let's adapt it. And there's not even any sort of interesting stuff that they could, like, mix it up or mess it up in an interesting way, uh, way. if it flops. It just, like, flops in Disney fashion. And it's really unexciting. Uh, so, yeah. Mm. Also, I f- I don't know if this is tied whatsoever to uh cinema con but the pope's exorcist (laughs) the films that came out earlier uh this year with uh russell crowe is getting a sequel and yeah he speaks italian of it there was also a quote uh, an interview that came out that like his role in uh for love and thunder uh as zeus uh gave him the confidence to i guess speak italian in a movie which is just (laughs) Such a random thing right. to come out of it. Um, but that's it for CinemaCon. Let us know what you are most excited about. We <laughs> went really overboard. I don't know how much uh, of that will stay in the video, but there was so much to talk about. So many new films, uh, exciting films. Uh, we can both say that we're probably most looking forward to uh, Migration from Illumination. No, from uh, The Practical Sandworm uh, on Akaris. No, it's not. Fuck, I... Should have looked that up on Dune. Dune. It's Dune part 2. The movie that we're most looking forward to. For the rest of the year. And uh, yeah. We'll see you soon. Check out the podcast. We got a weekly show. Gonna talk about Evil Dead on that. And then we are in gun. Again reminding you. uh, So subscribe to not miss that. And we'll see you soon.